All right, Michael. Our competition has been announcing some pretty intriguing stuff lately, so let's talk about it. That, simply that, is what I wanted to discuss with you today on the podcast. So you want to talk about competing products and competing s- competition? Yeah. Don't you? It's fun, a gossip corner. Gossip corner. Okay. Uh, so specifically, you want to talk about the Basecamp guys, right? Yeah, I do. When you pitched me the idea that you pitched the, this tweet by Jason Fried saying that six years ago, we went all in on Basecamp. One company entirely focused on one product. Today, we are announcing we've changed our mind. The best Basecamp ever, Basecamp 4, is coming in 2021. But first, we'll be releasing something brand new this April. And it's the email service called Hey. Before we go to Hey... I actually think this tweet is interesting. Um, like you can see the Basecamp guys um, struggling with a similar problem we have, like how to explain to people who are listening to us, our customers, that we're working on something new so that people who are already using our services don't get too mad at us. Um, because Basecamp 3 have been, has been you know, receiving updates, but like, not a whole lot in quite quite a while and like this is like why they've been working on hay and i don't think jason fried would normally pre-announce that they're working on something that won't be out for a year or more uh like i don't think he would want to say they're working on base comp 4 uh but i feel like like they decided they have to because base comp 3 users some of which might be you know wanting more or you know, frustrated or disappointed that some, like, their favorite pet feature is not coming yet. Like, you have to calm them down that, okay, we've got you, right? And that's kind of different, but also kind of similar to, you know, our situation. Yeah, we announced on this podcast, we were talking about on this podcast that we are a two-product company. And uh, right now, uh, real-time follow-up, uh, being a two-product company is exhausting <laughs> and is <laughs> annoying because of course uh, some people you want they want the new thing although it's not for them and then the people who have the the other thing uh, um, let's say the old thing they want the old thing new uh, they all want the, the this thing different and they don't understand like just like in their case in Basecamp's case we are also a small company, so we cannot be working on several products at once. It's difficult. So we have to put resources from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But actually, in the history of mankind, uh, when you look at Apple, Apple was sometimes felt the same way. They are a very big company, but sometimes you would feel like they would pull all the resources from the Mac division to just iOS or <laughs> like do this kind of thing. And they are a big company. Uh, frankly, I don't think Apple is to be praised for it. Uh, in my view... No, 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 they're not praised for it. I'm just saying that even yeah. for them, it was difficult. It's not like it, it was. It is. They're they're doing, despite being a huge company, they're doing too many things for their size and the, the resources and the people and their skill that they have. And they're half-assing most of their products, in my view. Like, to me, Apple has been quite disappointing lately, despite some cool products. And you can see, like, some product teams just, you know, making amazing things while the rest is just spread too thin. So it's hard. Yeah. Well, thankfully, we don't do like a thousand things, which Apple does, but only two. 
yeah, but still doing two things is important. Uh, is, is is difficult. So um, now in May of 2020, um, we are spread between two products, and uh, uh, also we are going to have uh, to have to be doing. I'm, I'll have to be doing more explaining through webinars and videos. What's the difference between the two products? Why this product is for you, but this the other one is not for you? Or when is the no new product for you and when it's not? And what's going to happen to both products? It's it's very tiring. And I think we made a similar mistake uh, last year when we announced NOS before, because mm -hmm. uh, our you know our code name of our NOSB Teams product was NOS before, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, with that we really pissed some people off. And yeah. um, I'm not sure. Jason is doing a smart thing here with, you know, announcing the best base camp ever coming in a year. Uh, also because they are famous for initially not letting people import their data to the new new thing. So uh, I don't know. Like, what do you think? I really wonder what base camp four is going to be like, because like the switch from the original base camp, um, then renamed base camp classic to the then new Basecamp, re retroactively called Basecamp 2, um, was huge. Like, you know, it was going from 2002, 2004 era design and kind of web development practices to, you know, 2000, what was it, 12 or something. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a it was a massive change. Like when Basecamp Classic was coming to an end, it was still, you know, way better than the original, but still in the same kind of style and general approach to design and, and building things. Um, the switch from Nusby two to Nus oh. <laughs> Basecamp two to Nusby ah, see, I can do this from Basecamp two <laughs> to Basecamp three um, was less dramatic. Like the dramatic part was their idea to kind of marry together a base camp like approach with chat. But mm -hmm. technically it wasn't such a huge change. And so that they decided to go to base camp four um and not continue tweaking and developing base camp three, like I really wonder what motivated them. Like, will it be the same approach to building stuff, just a little bit different, or will it be completely different? Like, I don't see, like, a huge change would be if Basecamp saw that they need proper mobile apps that synchronize, you know, kind of Nosby approach. But no, I, no, no, it's not going to happen. But, but, but it's not going to happen. Like, like uh, you can... Like I, I can sense from recent tweets from DHH that like they're all in on the approach of building, you know, native natively developed kind of fancy web browser around a web page, uh, which is kind of nice for them. But but so many, you know, it makes a lot of things <laughs> really simple for them. I I envy them, but. But it, I, as a user, I like that's not the app I would want to use because it's like uh, the networks are just not reliable enough, not fast enough to like for me to be able to just go bam, 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 and like 
do a bunch of things, whether I'm at home, at the office, on the way, in the public transportation, another ground, on the plane, like I, I want to have my stuff, right? So like I don't see them changing their mind about it. Like I don't see them completely, you know, throwing away their technical infrastructure. And I'm not sure how how you'd marry it with the whole Ruby on Rails approach. So if not that, then like I I'm really curious, like what's their idea? Like are they against chat now? Do they want to import even more features? What is it? Well, first of all, I, I, I also have no clue what they're up to. But from DHH, what he's saying, that he's really like deep into this monolith, whatever thing. So he doesn't believe in, 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 in what we do. And as you said, our approach is very demanding. Like this fact that yeah. Nosby and Nosby teams, especially right now, uh, sync so fast and then there are like all the information that you need is on your device so you can just access it like at any moment and just add a task uh, add a comment like whatever you can just do all that and uh, and you don't have to care about the internet connection at this moment you know you don't have to wait for anything to happen it just happens instantly mm -hmm. and then it syncs in the background uh, we've made so many problems for ourselves with this approach but and 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 you know frankly in 2020 now the network networks are so much better right everything is so much better so maybe we shouldn't be doing all that kung fu but on the other hand they're still not reliable enough it's still uh, like depending on the, on your constant on on you being constantly online is is a hard thing especially if you want to have a quick and easy uh, task management app yeah i think i think the difference is like basecamp's approach is different like they're not into task management right they're like mm -hmm. the, the the main idea about basecamp is communication right like replacing yeah. communication via email with replacing in like with this and so if you're thinking about it like this then it's fine because it's like server side basecamp is really fast like when you click on things in Basecamp and they have to load things from the network, like comparing to other websites, like Basecamp is fast. Like if you actually do have a, a good network connection, Basecamp is fast for a website. But like if you, if the approach is what we're taking, which is the the extension, the generalization of a task manager to team collaboration, to working together. Uh, then like you want to be able to see your tasks in different contexts, right? Like mm -hmm. tasks in a project, tasks that are priority, tasks with new activity, tasks with a tag, tasks uh, for a person. And like, like I want to just go through this really fast. Like the, the information density is so much higher. So even if I have great internet connection, it's never going to be fast enough. Like, like you'll never be able to like, jump through so many things without having them locally. Oh, you're right, because when you think about Basecamp, they, they have everything really... Like the, the, the one task, it doesn't show up anywhere else. It just shows in this, you know, in this place, like, it's like in this uh, context of this project or whatever. Maybe there's some reference in activity or something, but apart, apart from that, yeah. the, the, this task is, is just over there. It's not, mm -hmm. uh, it's not like in our case when we have tasks in several places, right? Yeah, it's different. Like, like you can, like you have, you see objects, 
whether that's mm-hmm. discussions or uh, to dos they call them, I think, um, a couple of other things in in different contexts. But it's it's just like a, a link, a reference, and you click on it and you go somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. So not, it's not like in our case, and in, and in our case, we want to be able to, as you said, pre- prepare these views, and we are like some some things, some things like you know, like uh, like down the line, you know, having smart search, smart lists, so you can really have these tasks completely differently, and they are the same tasks shared in the whole team. So, uh, so yeah, we need a fast app that can do does that can do all that locally and quickly, like parse and create a list of tasks. I don't think they would have. They would have done Basecamp 4 if they didn't want to have like major bra- breaking changes in terms of design or functionality. Because like if they just wanted to add new things, like like they they wouldn't they wouldn't go through all the pain of like now having four products, like this new one and three older ones to maintain until the end of the internet. Like that's a lot of work, right? M- maintaining old systems of this complexity. Yeah. So like they're either getting rid of something or just completely changing the approach in some way. But like, I'm really curious what it is. Cause I like, uh, there's nothing obvious that, that comes to my mind because for me, if I, I was to use Basecamp to work on my stuff, the biggest change I'd want is something I don't think they would do because it would completely change their technical approach. Like, I really want a, you know, a fast native app, and and I don't think they're gonna do that, unless they have some really clever idea of, on how to combine those things together. But I, I don't see it. No, I mean, I did, I don't, I didn't see anything, you know, any native approach or semi-native approach, like React React Native coming from uh, Ruby on Rails community. So it's, I don't think there is something there. Yeah, and. Their approach to interactive things, and they've even like hired new new person to that team recently, is to just like add fairly low level JavaScript stuff, like sprinkle JavaScript on like HTML generated by the server. Mm-hmm. So like what they do on the outside didn't suggest that they wanna like I don't know they get disappointed with this approach and want to like try a different technical approach. But what do you think? You know about this fact that um, again like. They chose this, and they chose this, and uh, their app is four point eight on the you know uh, on the App Store. So it's like it's very highly rated for an app that is really not native at all. Like, well, I think that uh, you're seeing selection bias here. Like, uh-huh. I don't think anyone discovers Basecamp as an app on the App Store. Oh yeah, I think people discover Basecamp because that's what people use at work or that's what you find mm-hmm. if you want to like find something to like stop the madness of email and meetings and Basecamp is is you know one solution to that uh, and then the Basecamp app is a companion to it and for what Basecamp is like it's a good companion app like it's kind of nice like yeah you tap on something and it loads but that's the same as on the desktop when you use it through the browser. So, you know, it's kind of the same. Like, I, I don't think the, the reviews are from people who would compare the Basecamp app on the iPhone to, you know, Nosby app on the iPhone or Microsoft To Do app on the iPhone or uh, 
you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that 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 could be the case. Like the people who are using Basecamp at work on their computer, they also have the companion app, so they rate it there because you know it's being asked for rating, and they like the service, but not they're not they're they're rating the service, not the app, right? Yeah, and notice that the Basecamp app on on, on iOS at least is weird. Like it it, it feels kind of weird. Uh, like the way it's designed, it, it like you, you can see that it's, you know, thirty percent iOS design inspired, seventy percent web design inspired. But like in the class of apps that it is, like there aren't that many apps that would be about working directly together. That would be fully interactive. That would not load stuff from the internet. I mean, okay, they would be native, so they would at least feel different when you like tap on on something on a list. Like it's gonna feel different if it's like a fully native app. But what we do for it, like for Nosby Teams, to be not a one-person app but a team app, and so much data to like actually synchronize it all, like it's it's not it's actually not a popular approach because it's really hard. And I know this because I I went through and go through the pains of like keeping it working. Um, It's a difficult approach. And like most people are in this mindset that, you know, this is 2020. So you always have interconnectivity or you have an app where this is inevitable. Like if you have something like Twitter, then like you're not going to cash the whole Twitter, right? Like it's too broad. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. It has to be online. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, like, uh, again, another thing is that most apps, including Basecamp, they follow this thing that the mobile app is a companion app, it's an afterthought. It's, 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 you know, uh, like, remember, like, we've, we've been using services like, you know, Confluence and stuff, like services like that, that, that on the desktop, they, they are brilliant. Mm -hmm. But when you start using their mobile apps, you just, you just get so frustrated that it's just it's unusable, uh, or it's usable but in very limited scope. And and in the whole collaborative space, when you think about it, there are not many good apps that enable collaboration. Even for Apple, like for the iWork to work properly, like to to work collaboratively, it was it it, it is still hard to you know have a like share a numbers spreadsheet and and work on it at the same time. Uh, yeah, and it it's not even so much collaboration. They're just not that many pro apps, like professional apps on mobile devices that would be of the same caliber as the OG desktop or web web app version, um, which again has to do with the technical approach. Like we went all in on React Native and uh, there are challenges with that. You can see flaws, you can see downsides of it. If you compare it with a really well done not like one of those shitty Facebook apps that, that people complain about and think they're React Native, but if, when they're actually native, just not very fast. Like if you compare Nosby Teams with like a very simple, very fast, very native app, then like yeah, it's not that fast. Like it's not that good. It's not that smooth, but it's all right. Like, you know, it's a compromise, but what you get in return is that it has everything, right? Mm-hmm. It has all the features. Because it's the same app. It's it's a different variant, but it's the same code base. So, you know, well, like when you, when most companies 
doing professional tools, uh, like even collaboration software. I'm not even talking about Photoshop and stuff like that. And it started as a desktop app or a web app. And uh, the official gospel from Apple and Google is you have to start a native app from scratch. It's very hard to justify all the work to have all the features in the mobile app because like it's it's a lot it's really a lot of work um so usually you have better or worse but some companion app that might be nice and fast and smooth and simple and sometimes you want that but for me it's frustrating when like i can't do something from my phone or i have to use safari but the desktop ui which i'll have to zoom in so yeah Anyway, back to Basecamp. What do you think about Hey? Okay, so um, yeah, we are talking about Basecamp as our competitor, like their other competitors. But our main competitor actually is email, and uh, because people still collaborate using email, and with with Hey, I'm really curious again, what kind of like why would they do an an email service? Because like on one hand, they can do an email service because they want to just you know, out Google Google, which is kind of hard because Gmail is the, the king of the castle, mm-hmm. and Gmail's mobile app is shit. But uh, uh, so, but but their app, mobile app, won't be much better because it will still be this monolith uh, uh, construction, whatever. So, I'm just curious about what they are trying to achieve with this email client. The only one thing that I would want to have an email client for would be to be. To, to be able to, for example, quickly add a task from an email to Nosby mm-hmm. and then have it like real-time updated, you know, when the email, new email comes in and, you know, Nosby gets it, whatever. So this would be fantastic. But um, I think this kind of integration we can actually achieve with APIs of Gmail and, and APIs of, of Outlook. Um, I don't know. I'm curious if they just want to have an integration with Basecamp of email or they want to just really do a different email client for some reason. I'm really curious about it. Um, I don't think they want to do it to make email better for working together because like, like mm-hmm. that's what Basecamp is about, about people not using email to work together. And the way they sell it, they've sold it so far on social media without showing it is that it's just like it's personal it's a thing it's for you it's not for working together it's um it's a nice email service that respects you right so it's supposed to be to cut the crap on like you know stop giving all your stuff to google stop all the email tracking like i i don't i haven't heard of a popular email service that would like automatically block all the spying tracking pixels and stuff like that and like not only is hey supposed to block that but like show it to you that um yeah we've uh, we've blocked this thing they wanted to spy you but uh they won't because we blocked it and like i i, I think that's great I, I think that's wonderful like sucks for companies doing email marketing huh uh but uh it's a nice idea but like is that idea enough to get people on board? Like people don't want to pay for email and Basecamp is not doing stuff for free. Like they're too small of a company to be able to afford that. And an email service is a big problem. So like, will they be able to attract people on just that? Or is there some secret sauce they've not, they haven't mentioned yet? 
Do you remember that we tried to have an email client at some point? Uh, yeah. Called email line. And I still have the domains, emailline.com and whatever. And there is, I have to remove the Facebook profile, whatever. <laughs> so the idea of, of this email client was to not have a completely complete email service because because i think they're building the whole email service yeah. um it it was uh, to be um like a, an app for gmail to be able to parse the emails and then if you want to add them to nosby quickly as a task like to do that so that was the only purpose of this thing but later we figure out figured out that uh, it's too much of a hassle to to do it and to have a like an email client uh, is just a different product it's just a very difficult product to do. And um, and having a free email client to be able to add tasks to Nosby doesn't make any sense. So um, in, in their case, like all the premium email clients cost like 50 bucks a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, and their base camp costs $100 per month. So like it's, it's, you know, it's strange that they want to do something which is way cheaper and um, well, or they think they're going to charge a lot of money for it. And only people who are really privacy conscious and uh, won't have like just like like this superhuman approach, like the superhuman you know email uh, client that was saying that you know this is a perfect email client for you. Um, it's gonna cost thirty dollars, and you need a personal onboarding and whatever. So maybe they want to attract this kind of people, like people who want to have uh, more privacy and and have lots of money. But then it's a small market, I think. Yeah, that's a very small market. Like, if they want to get companies onto Hay, then that's kind of weird. Since, like, Basecamp is about not using email at work. Mm-hmm. Unless it's kind of like a sort of, you know, nice product slash marketing ploy to, like, get people onto Hay as a better email service to get them onto Basecamp, which is better than email. But that's kind of weird. Like, that doesn't feel like what Basecamp would do. Or if they want to attract individuals, not companies, like not buying the email service for multiple people just for themselves. That's a really small, that's a really small market. Mm. So yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of, I don't see it, but but I'm also curious because... Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just feels on the outside like it's a bigger project than it really is. Maybe it's a side project for them. They thought it's a cool idea and they'll either keep it or spin it off, spin it off like they did with um you know, with Highrise, with another company and what else they they've done and and spun off. Well, they, they didn't they they didn't spin off Highrise. They they like they built a team to do it, but then later they fired the team and they they just stopped um, taking on new customers. They they spun off Know Your Company to 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 this person who who's who's running it right now. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I thought they did spin off High Rise. That's weird. You know, the thing is, the thing is that I totally get it. As entrepreneur, uh, I have ideas all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Like, how can something be better? How can something be, you know, uh, more improved or whatever? Like, I have ideas. Like, you know, I think I'm sure you also have ideas. Like, we got ideas. But the problem is that it's not enough to just have an idea, you yeah. know. And um, and not everybody can be like Elon Musk running three companies or Steve Jobs running two companies. You know, it's it's hard. 
we have two products and it's hard. So, um, and you only have, you know, 24 hours in a day and you still want to, you know, have a work-life balance. So, and we talked about it, but we're talking about Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I have ideas for products, I, what I do, I prototype them, like, like spend an hour or two prototyping them and then I put them in the, you know, in the virtual shelf. Because this way, I kind of nurtured to my my curious part, you know, to my to this part of me that wanted to explore an idea. But you know, later I'm just like, you know, come on, I don't have time for this, like to really make it a product or make it, you know, whatever. So um, I just write it up, I I shape it up, <laughs> I I write it up, and I just explore it. But then, or. Like, uh, as I think I told you, uh, for my, you know, when I was in Parents Association, I, uh, I I created this voting app to be able to vote anonymously for uh, without raising hands. It was a PHP script that I did in two hours before the meeting. So, like, so that was fine. Like, I built a product in two hours, which wasn't supposed to be shipped. It was supposed to be used among our, you know, association. And yes, I have a bigger idea of what to do uh, after this I could have done a product but I it's not my product I just built it for myself I we used it in the parents association it worked great you know it's interesting that you mentioned superhuman because I just realized that this might superhuman existing might exactly been the reason for Hayes existence like maybe this is like DHHs and the resolution of DHHs and um, Jason Fried's annoyance with it, because like uh, the 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 killer feature of Superhuman uh, is read statuses that you know if the recipient read their emails, uh, which is like not what email has set out to do. Like it's adding more goddamn tracking and spying to email and. I just sent you a link to, to a tweet. We'll put it in the show notes. Uh, like how how much DHH was pissed at this idea. And hey, here's a free idea. Um, another free idea for email clients wishing to protect users' privacy. John S. sent this email with a snooping bug from Superhuman. Would you like to be snooped on? Block emails from John? Or block all snooping emails from Superhuman? And <laughs> I thought he, uh, I, I, I think he just liked this idea so much they ran with it. Yeah, this could be because the, uh, the superhuman um, is is um, yeah is this fancy email client uh, that you have to be onboarded personally by the CEO or by whoever from the team to be able to use it. And you have to be selected, whatever. You have to be on the waiting list, and it costs like thirty bucks per month, which is a lot of money for an email client, you know. And and superhumans you know, spying feature is really creepy. They know where you were when you were opening this email by geolocation, how many times you've opened it and on which devices you opened it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's freaking crazy. Like, this is not what email was supposed to be for. Like, you send an email, you shouldn't be, you know, tracking whatever happens to this email like this. So it's like, you know, um, um, this is like this growth hacking thing that you know you know somebody opened an email so you're gonna send a follow up uh, just to make sure that they you know they're like they they just read my email so I'm gonna open a follow up to make sure that they they get to me and then then I get to them. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe he just, he just got pissed off and decided you know if there is a market for superhuman, 
there might be a market for the alternative. Well, but we don't know if there's a market for superhuman because like their approach seems um, really exp- like really expensive. And like the whole style of superhuman is like, what superhuman seems to be selling is um, elite, you know? Like it's it's so mm. kind of fancy and glossy. Like ugh, like they they wanna they wanna get to people who aspire to be superhuman and rich and powerful. And like 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 this is the this the the visual style. Like th- this is what they're marketing. Like you you can feel it on on the website. Um, and it just seems like uh, another. I don't know if it's true. I I haven't checked it, but it it feels like another of these. Um, crab VC backed startups that's uh that might just die one day like you know it's an email service but email clients just apps you know much simpler problem email clients die like no one wants to pay for an email client despite yes. many attempts which were actually like really interesting 555 mission street and yeah it- yeah that that sounds VC backed san francisco california oh yeah oh yeah definitely and it's you know and it's um uh... Uh, and it's like this VC brags Twitter account. <laughs> VCs congratulating themselves. So it's the same thing, you know. You are you are in the crowd of VCs, and you want to have this superhuman client, and you want to be hip, and you want to be whatever. Yeah. Oh, pretenses. I get it. Uh, he got he gets pissed off. He decides to do an, an alternative. But I I I, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> but, but will uh, it survive? Still, will it be worth it? Exactly, will it be worth it? Like it's it's like remember it's DHH and Jason were the guys saying that you know um, we got lots of ideas, but maybe this one idea that actually took off is our only good idea that really makes sense. Yeah. So it, it's always the same thing with me um, exploring other ideas and having these moments of, of of ideas for some other products, and then going back to Nosby and. Uh, think, thinking, you know, I got here something that people want to buy, that people want to pay for, and that people are using, and that makes them awesome, uh, and and I should nurture that, and I should, you know, uh, and I should, you know, find find always ways, and I always do, like thirteen years in, to, to get excited about making it even better, mm-hmm. making it, you know, smoother, making it, you know, faster, more advanced more user-friendly because I might not have any other good idea and my I, I like you know we, we don't know uh, and here we've got something that really works so you know it's always tricky I don't know I and I, I and I don't think an email client is 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 that but you know we will we might be you know we might be proven you know wrong and they might the hay may take over Basecamp and Basecamp will be shut down or spun <laughs> off because hay will just make so much money. I don't know. Yeah, they'll rename Basecamp to hay. Basecamp the company to pay. Basecamp by like hay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. I definitely wish it luck. I like the idea of like a, a mainstream privacy conscious. Email service like one that like you know might change email clients email services forever to by you know um, making it a well known fact like just how much tracking is happening in emails. But I I unless there's some secret juice that they're not letting off, uh, 
I don't think that I don't think that's a great business to be in, um, unless it's not meant to be. And unlike high rise and know your company and okay, whatever. Unlike know your company, like it's not something they're gonna spun off. Like an email service with all that data, with all that emails, a privacy conscious email service, like they would never uh, sell it to another company, no matter how much they they trusted it. So if they do it um, and they don't like it anymore or it takes too much of their time without being a great business, they'll either have to shut it down, which, you know, they've done before, but it will piss people off. Um, Or um, they'll just have to maintain it forever. Yeah, and... um... In my experience, like if you want to do something in the long run, you have to be really excited about it. Uh, so um, my question is, if DHH is pissed enough to be excited about <laughs> later running this service, you know, <laughs> that's that's my question. Because, you know, being pissed off, I get it. I, I, I love the I love the feeling, <laughs> but 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 excitement about doing something uh, against all odds is really hard. Like uh, I've had services of attempts at, at startups or companies before Nosby. And whenever the, the, the going got hard, I gave up when it wasn't enough revenue, enough money and enough motivation for me to continue because I was like, I wasn't so passionate about, about you know, about the, the, the solution, about the, the thing I'm doing with Nosby. I am. I love this. I love people using it and, you know, and, and being awesome. And, and I love using it myself every day. So, so it's, 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 a, it's, it's a big motivation, you know, like the, the good thing is that they will, they also have to use email apparently. And they, so they will have to be using, Hey, and they are using, Hey, obviously mm-hmm. already. And so it might be enough because if they need this product to exist. They want to keep doing it. Yeah. But as you said, it's a, it's a huge burden. Email service is a huge thing to, to be taking. That would be my concern, on. that it's a huge burden. And they they already have so many legacy products that they're maintaining. And it's really difficult. Most companies would shut them down completely after some time. But Basecamp, like, like they're, they're still maintaining, like not developing, but maintaining Basecamp Classic, the Tada list, uh, campfire, I think, and um, high rise, like they're maintaining all that stuff, and it's a lot, and it has to be maintained to keep working, even for the small number of ex- of customers who are still using it, and it has to be updated with the security features, uh, like security updates. It's work, and they want to stay a small company and develop Basecamp, so. If they give up on hey, but like not shut it down completely, but shut it down for new users, it's still going to be a lot of maintenance work. Um, like one one scenario, I like one thing that came to my mind, which no one in in their right mind would do, but uh, but they might because uh, they can, uh, is to to make this whole product as kind of a. I don't want to say political, but let's just say political statement, like a philosophy statement, like mm-hmm. thou shalt not, you know, track people via email. And they saw that no one's doing this, so they're gonna do this. And um, you know, if if they they if that's enough 
you know, hey, existing enough to inspire um, Apple's clients uh, and maybe something else to make built in the feature of detecting and disabling, you know, spying pixels and whatnot. Then two years down the line, DHH might be like, you know, mission accomplished. This is great. Like the world has changed thanks to this product. So we're not taking new uh, users anymore. Or it will, you know, blow up and we'll have Basecamp by Hey and not Hey by Basecamp. Yeah. But like, like think about it. What I'm saying is like, like, like you wouldn't spend so much time to build something like this, but DHH would. For something he's that pissed about, he would. He would because, yeah, he's in this position. Like he, like he can do it. Like he, I think he has all the money in the world that, you know, he doesn't need more money. So he can just, you know, he's searching for challenges and like being, and recently he's been very loud about things he believes in. Yeah. Like he was like, he was effectively on Twitter trolling companies that would, 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 would not let people work from home. Mm-hmm. So he would like, he's really politically involved in this thing. So as you said, like, just because he's, you know, he wants to make a political statement, he might build, he might spend a year building a product to do it, which to me is also great that, you know, they are like, from what I heard in their podcast is that um, it took them really a year to build it, which is really, you know, short period of time. So yeah, you're right. Maybe they're just doing it, you know, uh, because of that, because they can. Good luck to A and Basecamp, I guess. <laughs>